Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? You know the feeling when you're inside of an MRI machine (laughs) and the technician asks you what you want to listen to and you think to yourself, oh, Beyonce has a new album out today called Homecoming. I'd like to listen to that. And they say, we don't have Spotify. We only have Pandora. (laughs) So you have to listen to like crazy in love while you're inside of an MRI (laughs) tube. At least it's Beyonce. At least it's Beyonce. Yeah. But the the MRI was so loud. It's for my foot. I have like a foot injury. So don't. Worry. Okay, so some Beyonce, yeah. old Beyonce is better than no Beyonce. But I, I was Beyonce was in my news today too. I was actually there was a tweet from Lauren Meckling that I was very interested oh, Lauren to read. Meckling. Yeah, what did she friend say? Friend of the podcast. She uh, retweeted something from BuzzFeed that says that uh, Beyonce has a new diet and it consists of quote no bread, no carbs, no sugar, no dairy, no meat, no fish, no alcohol. But what does it consist of then? Doesn't Water that block out all of the foods? <laughs> Spring what, mix. What is allowed? I mean, I thought it was keto, but it's no meat either. No meat, no fish, no dairy, no sugar. That's, that's terrible. That's... And honestly, it's just the beginning of a terrible week. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we have a public service announcement. Yes, um, we we have a live show coming up on May 9th, hosted by Beta Brand in San Francisco. So if you are, if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area or you're going to be out in San Francisco, please come. If you know anyone there, if you're aware of San Francisco. <laughs> if you've heard of place, it, if you've heard of people who might If you've ever wanted be... <laughs> to go, this is your opportunity. So tell a friend, um, tweet at us. We've posted a link where you can register for the event or just reach out to us. We'll send you the information. It's free. It's going to be awesome. We so would love to join see us. you there. So we're recording this on Wednesday night, and by Thursday, the Mueller report will have been released. The redacted The redacted Mueller report. With four different colors, right. depending on why things are being redacted. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful document, like a, like a Rothko. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who knows what's going to be in it? We have no idea if we can make any sense of it. Adam Schiff and the Congress should be able to see it unredacted because they have the highest clearance. They have to... They eventually will. It's going to take a lot of legal maneuvering. They shouldn't have to subpoena. But what's really interesting to me is that, like, Rudy Giuliani has been, like, preparing this rebuttal. (laughs) There's this crazy rebuttal that has been in the works for, like, over a year. A rebuttal to something that That they they don't know what's in it. (laughs) Right. And so uh, it's going to be, I mean, it's nonsense. It's propaganda. It's lies. And it's more of, like, a media narrative than anything that's based on fact, just like anything with the Trump administration and the goal is to advance their narrative that the investigators need to be investigated so they've been working on this counter report and you cannot even the words counter report suggest like some false equivalent that it's like a, a report on the par of like robert Mueller. Right, exactly. No, and it's like creative writing. It's like creative nonfiction. It's gaslighting as governance yes. is what it oh, is. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's, it's nonsense. So you can't get a straight answer out of these people about anything, like from the content of the report to like how many pages. You'd think right. like you could count the pages, but no, the number <laughs> is shifting. No. As we've learned from Donald Trump's accounting and his business practices, they cannot count. No. Or they choose not to count. <laughs> the number is expanding like, and contracting. What do numbers mean? They're, they're subjective. 
So on Sunday, Rudy Giuliani said that their <laughs> counter report is 140 pages long, but it keeps shrinking. On Tuesday, he said it was down to 35 pages. And then there was like this great roundup in Vanity Fair about the shifting page count. So in August, Giuliani said it was 58 pages. <laughs> and then in September, it was 45 pages, but he said it would likely grow. Yes, many things that are being written will grow. grow. <laughs> Unless he's editing at the same time, right. and does, if you re, if, does, he going to redact his own report? I mean, maybe maybe bar. if he says something and he doesn't have anything to back it up, he just redacts it and maybe says be, like you the have whole to trust thing us. Will be redacted, <laughs> and it'll just say at the top, "Trust us." It's like one big Rothko. Yes, in different colors. Yes, that could be amazing. That would be beautiful. Um, they could ra- they could auction it off and raise funds for Trump's defense fund. Which is basically where all of the money is going, going anyway. anyway yes. um, so back to the inflating <laughs> numbers. So in December, Trump tweeted that the report was 87 pages long. And then in March, the L.A. Times reported that it was 80 pages. So who cares? Like, I mean, I guess. Now, this is that, not that like, pertinent. Why? On the other hand, it is indicative of the, of the insanity. insanity going on. <laughs> Can't they get their story straight? And who cares? Like, who's asking this question? Why are they proffering this information? about pages it's because they just don't even know what they're saying in the pages it's right. just yeah right. i think there's going to be a proffer in the future a legal proffer in the future of this whole affair because uh hopefully he'll be going to jail Hope- all of them will be all going to jail i mean on i would january 21st 2021 I mean, we, we can outrageous. hope. It's outrageous. We are in a constitutional crisis, like officially. Already. Like, we already. Have, it we, may feel like it's brewing to come, but start now. We are in it. Start we are prepare, in Rachel, it. Start preparing our 400-page nope counter-narrative right now. Oh, I have it. It's 87 pages <laughs> and is likely to grow. Oh, I have the same copy. You sent it to me. It's yeah. 42 pages. But it's likely to shrink. <laughs> it's likely to shrink. No, no, no. no shut no, it just down. Shut no, down. We don't want any pages. No, no pages. No pages. Rudy Giuliani, take your pages. Send us a PDF. <laughs> we don't want your pages. We want Mueller's pages. Okay. Just take okay. your pages and go. No. 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 Um, let's switch to the blockchain. Oh, okay. We've talked about it so much. We're kind of obsessed with the blockchain. It's been a while, but... Um, it's a way to tether everything to truth. That's right. We, In fact, this podcast is tethered to the blockchain. We are swinging from the blockchain at all times. <laughs> uh, the Mueller report should be tethered to the blockchain. That would be amazing. Then we would be able to tell exactly who has uh, who has changed it over <laughs> yes, time. Over right? It would be secure. We could we track could, it. Right? Um, exactly. So um, people are scrambling for new applications for the blockchain. And I think they finally arrived at the at the killer app. At okay, the one that's really going to work. This is a uh, joint uh, effort by three different companies: Carrefour, the French supermarket company; Nestle, the Swiss food maker; and IBM. We know who they are, and they are going to put instant mashed potatoes <laughs> on the <laughs> blockchain. <laughs> I am not joking. They are so fucking excited about this. There are press releases, press coverage. It's a brand of mashed potatoes in France called Mousseline that apparently is the number one brand in France. Okay. And here is the application. It's very um, it's very on trend, actually. So on the package of mashed potatoes, there's a QR code, those little boxy squiggly things. And <laughs> <laughs> it's very scientific. <laughs> you know. 
and you scan the boxy squiggly thing um, on the you scan it on the box and it'll tell you everything about the supply chain for not only that box of potatoes but the potatoes that went into the box of potatoes it will tell you the varieties of potatoes used the date and place of manufacture information on quality control places and dates of storage Everything you would ever want to know about your mashed potatoes is on the blockchain. How do you get anything else done in your day once you're done reading <laughs> the mashed auditing, potatoes? Once you're auditing your <laughs> mashed potatoes. Yeah. How do you finish cooking the meal? <laughs> I think Trump's um, tax returns should be on the blockchain. Oh, they then should. we could see who's altered them illegally over time. Uh, certainly mashed potatoes should not be on <laughs> the blockchain. Put, if we're sitting no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's part of a bigger effort. Like, So they have been working on putting all kinds of foods on the blockchain. Um, they have tried putting oranges <laughs> and, and chickens. And very. this is a very specific one. Pumpkin puree baby food. Why? So you Why can know is where, that the, one where the pumpkins the came most, from. The most like susceptible to manipulation, <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin baby food, and it's super fast. Like the data updates as fast as every two point two seconds. So thank if there God. Is, <laughs> if so there's if there like is, a change, if there's been a change in the providence of your mashed potatoes. You will know. You will know within two point two. Can you seconds. get a push notification? <laughs> This is too much. This is information overload. This is a hammer in search of a nail. This is the wrong. They're focusing on the wrong thing. We're sitting here fighting about truth and justice. And there's a perfect application for the blockchain. And they're looking at mashed potatoes. And, That's right. And I would like to apply the blockchain to food. Kellyanne Conway's lies yes. on TV. Like when she says something, I want to be able to like find the source of her like perverted misinformation yes put her on the Which blockchain brain cells are misfiring to make her say those things yeah. it's incredible that would work now i do have a very good food related use of the blockchain okay. since now we know what the practical application would be i think it should be used on romaine lettuce it should be. So that when there's an outbreak, as there is every three days, we will know exactly, exactly which where... farm it came from and like which animal shat on the lettuce. Yeah, put a QR code on every, every... romaine, <laughs> like on every leaf. Tattoo the, tattoo the leaf Brand with a QR leaf. <laughs> <laughs> So you can tell if it has salmonella or whatever it is. I think that's really smart. That so... would fix everything. <laughs> so no, no blockchain. Stay off our, my mashed potatoes. We my, don't want that. We don't want you. We're not interested in the QR codes. Nobody uses those. This is nonsense. Have you ever used one? They're I've like never, everywhere. literally Has never anyone, used one. No. I feel like that's maybe, a racket. Whoever sells QR codes, like invests in that company because they're everywhere and nobody it. uses <laughs> it. It's okay. No. 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 Um, I'm going to stay on food for a moment. Um, have you ever gone to dinner with a vegan? Yeah, I find it's hard because you always forget what's vegan. And like, I know there's rules and the rules change a little bit. And like, people have different standards, like there's milk and there's honey. Right. There's levels of like, there's different levels. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes the, the vegan stuff like sneaks in. Like, did you know that the Italian aperitif, uh, like Campari? Um, that is dyed with something called carm carmine acid, uh -huh. um, which is made of crushed beetles. Wow, Therefore, interesting. If, so it's if, not vegan. No, a well-educated vegan, a well-informed vegan have will a not, not have a Negroni. That's right. If you, oh so if you ever notice that. Wow, that's, I mean, if that's 
enough of a reason not to be a vegan. Right. Now, I, uh, we have now uncovered the latest apparently vegan food that is no longer a vegan. I mean, what is more vegan than fruits and vegetables? Right? <laughs> like, no- that is the core. Like Beyonce, except she can't eat this. She's not <laughs> vegan. She's a nothing in. She's a Romanian. I'm I'm sad for Beyonce. (laughs) Right. So um, the latest thing that cannot be eaten by vegans is figs. Why not? A delightful fruit. Yeah. How can that possibly be? Turns out that figs are not fruits. They are actually flowers that bloom internally. Okay. I could see that. Georgia (laughs) O'Keeffe. Or not like an opposite of a Georgia O'Keeffe. Now, they are pollinated by fig wasps. And it is such a marvel of nature. It turns out there is one unique species of fig wasp for each of the 8,000 species of figs. Okay. So every of 80,000 figs has its own its variety own... of wasp. Oh, wow. It's very particular. That's right. And um, should be on the blockchain. <laughs> one of my figs on the blockchain. Well, here's, here's why it's not vegan. <laughs> Um, at the end of life, the uh, female uh, fig wasp climbs through a tiny opening of a fig okay. to lay her eggs. In doing so, she rips off her antennas and her wings with like to squeeze through the little hole. Oh, okay. I think it's a necessary sacrifice. Okay, so evolutionarily, that is what she's forced to do to, to continue the line the of the The cycle of life, the circle yeah. of life, that's right. And then she dies inside the fig. So oh, okay. you should know that inside every fig is a dead is a dead <laughs> fig wasp. <laughs> so never mind delicious. Never mind whether it's vegan, it's not appetizing. Then here's here's the sequence of events after that. The larvae okay. that she has laid from the egg she is laying late. Um they wiggle out of the fig. <laughs> You're never. Nobody is ever going to eat a fig again or a fig. We Newton. can't have nice things. No. So the larvae wiggle out, and then the dead mother fig wasp is digested by the fig. The fig is the like fig? a cannibal. It's, it's not eating another fig. It's eating its mother. It's <laughs> it's a matricidal maniac. So it secretes enzymes, it digests the fig, and the two become one, like the Spice Girls. Oh my goodness. This is remarkable. So that is why vegans cannot eat figs. It's because... You heard it here first. News you can use. Because when you're eating a fig, you're really eating... It's not even vegetarian. It's not vegan. No. You're eating a wasp bug. A if, you, if you ask people, like, do you eat bugs? They'd be like, gross, no. But guess what? You do. You do. You do. <laughs> if you've ever had a fig Newton or fig jam you eat or bugs. those bars that are like ingredients, two peanuts, one cashew, three figs. egg whites, and two figs. Yes. Guess what? You're eating we- a fucking wasp. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. No. 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 Oh, boy. Well, that's now, um, Rachel, it's uh, April, mid-April now. We're yeah. past tax day, and um, we're coming into prom season. Yeah, yeah. prom and season. I, I, it's been a while since I've been in touch with proms, but there was that whole promposal craze where like people did these. Right, that what it's called, promposals, where people would ask each other. Yeah, to the prom, but it was like, but, a, but like wacky a marriage, stunt, okay. Like, Social you know, media craze, exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's a new 
proposal prom no it's not even a craze it's not a proposal it's a new prom related craze um and it relates back to a meme from a couple of years ago um and this involves a guy in mission texas named rocky renataria who invited his date sophie martinez to the prom and the original meme dates back to the fact that when he was texting her should i bring a corsage Uh um it auto-corrected to saying, should I bring a croissant? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course it did. Right. (laughs) And he screen-capped it, and he posted it to social media, and it got like 100,000 likes. And it became a meme, and everybody, like, was sharing it and showing up with... A croissant. Croissant. <laughs> croissant. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they had to improvise. They had to make their own. And now, finally, of course, no good trend goes uncommercialized. There is now a way to buy a full-on croissant corsage croissa- from Cheddar's <laughs> Scratch Chicken, a popular national chain. But this is the one in Texas, okay. in Dallas-Fort Worth. They have partnered with local floral chain petals and stems, and they are selling a uh, croissant corsage. To quote their marketing materials, each scratch-made corsage features a tasteful arrangement of a cheddar's honey butter croissant, baby's breath, and roses in the color of no, each guest's No, this choosing. is wrong. The, the corsage should be the croissant. There shouldn't be flowers adulterating. Oh, the... so you have no problem with the croissant corsage? You just don't like the, like, it should the be interruption a... of flowers? Yes. <laughs> Pick your lane. Pick Stay your in lane. your lane. Like, either your flowers or your croissant. Or the the two should not I would just walk into work one day with a croissant croissant. It's actually really nice. It could wrap around your arm because of the shape of it. Or it's, you could pin it to your lapel. It's very, very innovative in your use hair. of bread. But the problem is that it's so flaky. I know. Like, It'll it look like, like dandruff. Everywhere. On your arm, it's okay, though. Yeah, but yeah. even then, who wants it like, might get flakes? On your clothes. There'd be like a trail of flakes. Did you go to your prom? So, um... This is so Gen X, but I did not go to my prom. But I I did go to a prom a couple weeks ago, (laughs) more than 20 years after my prom. So um, I didn't go to the prom because uh, Fish was playing in Red Rocks, Colorado. That is the most... 90s thing a human being has ever said. I know, said. right? So I had to have my priorities straight. And my dad was just like, she's swimming with the fishes. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so 20 years later, I have these friends. You know, I often talk about my complicated feelings towards Twitter, but I met some really great people there. One of them is named Sarah Downs. And she and her husband, Suman, they live in London, but they came to New York and through this massive party a couple weekends ago in Jersey City at the Hyatt overlooking Manhattan. It was a beautiful night and it was prom themed. Oh my God. So I got to relive the prom experience and where... Not relive, live for the first time. For the first time and I wore not a croissant but I wore an actual (laughs) corsage and Josh wore a boutonniere. Everyone was all dressed up in prom wear and we danced to 90s music all night long and it was awesome. What an incredible... It was, a, it was fabulous. Priceless. It was priceless. So They gave you back your youth. It really did. So I meant to give Sarah and Suman my yup last week, but I forgot. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, so I'm giving it to them now, sort of. But it was Well, awesome. we grew up in, near, in next door towns to each other. And, you know, we didn't have a prom. Yeah, you called it like we the gamble. The, we had the gamble, G-A-M-B-O-L, which I guess is an old-fashioned word for like a festival time. Gay <laughs> <laughs> old okay, time. Well. <laughs> and the town goes fucking insane. Yes. We hire like... Broadway set designers and like ours was uh, our theme was solid gold. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like the dance show? Yeah, like the dance show. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the decorations. But it was one of those like obnoxious suburban, like go all out, you know. Oh, yeah. They really did go all out. The parents would oh, go yeah. bananas. Like our, our cousin Steve. Oh, Steve. He's like the, the, the king the, of the czar, the, proms, the gamble czar. He is. Right. Yes. He took no gambles on the gamble. And yeah. uh, let me tell you, compliments, it came out great. He, yeah, he's really good. Wonderful about memories. Like, yeah. So no to croissant, croissants. Corsages. <laughs> yep to course. Nope to corsages. I, I remember no, when I. Why do we need these special need, little flower things? I was like, Josh, your boutonniere looks so nice. What do you think of my corsage? And he's like, Corsages are just weird. <laughs> and I was like, Thanks. <laughs> Shut it down. No. Oh. <laughs> this falls under the category of it was only a matter of time. Pepsi is now advertising with billboards in the night sky using satellites. Okay. So you look up at the stars and there is a Pepsi ad like up in the you Milky Way. You can't even like look at the you can't even go out onto your deck with a telescope and look at the stars. You don't need a telescope. You just go like and look up with and the there's naked a Pepsi eye ad. Right. and there's a Pepsi. It's for a new energy drink called Adrenaline Rush. And of course, this is powered by a new company called Star Rocket that is a Russian company. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <Right? And> they <laughs> have they have satellites that are 500 kilometers up that have quote tight they're tiny Tiny reflective satellites, and they act as space pixels to project images in the night sky for eight hours at a time for $20,000. That's so, really cheap. I, I feel like we should advertise this week in <laughs> Nope over, like, over Siberia. <laughs> we do have Russian listeners. We do. We do. Over Siberia. Okay. Nope. <laughs> so the website, you have to go to this website for Start Start Rocket. It's bananas. So it's one of these like foreign websites that has no idea what it's saying. So it says, Andy Warhol said the most beautiful thing in Tokyo is McDonald's. Space has to be beautiful. With the best brands, our sky will amaze us every night. No ugly place there after this. <laughs> With the best <laughs> Our sky will amaze us every night. <laughs> yeah, it will amaze us into vomiting. <laughs> That's be, how they're it's trying gonna to be sell. a vomiting epidemic. <laughs> People are going to be jumping out of windows. I just want the night sky. I just to want be the world to end. Advertising. I just want the no, world to is, end. If that's what the world has come to, you have to walk outside this and is look a up and see. Fire. No, <laughs> and they uh, on the homepage they have the art like showing the illustrious, beautiful future of Start Rocket, and they have a projected image not of Pepsi, their actual client, but of Coca Cola. Except it says in the lo- in the font it says Loca Cola. Do you think Pepsi like wanted that? Just, like sort of as no, like a dig? I think they dig? just don't know how to fucking spell Coca-Cola. Uh, loca. <laughs> <laughs> like Loco-Cola. They should get sued by Coca-Cola. Nobody, you can't, they're in Russia. And in fact, this shit is illegal in the United States. But Russia, there's no laws, so they can do whatever but they want. But Pepsi is doing it. But Pepsi is doing it through Russia. But are they allowed to do that, even though it's illegal? I don't know. They're doing it through some shell this company or something confusing. like this. Right. Do they not see the possibility for a backlash? Here, this is like, like polluting our beautiful night skies. The only thing that is pure and pristine about our environment right now that is not being devastated by climate change is the, the universe, the Milky sky. Way. And we have to look up and see an ad for an adrenaline rush energy drink. We should put it in the black hole, <laughs> put it in the black hole, and then, <laughs> then we have to look at a picture photograph of it. It'll get sucked in, it'll take two seconds. <laughs> okay, no, no. no. 
No Pepsi. Step no away. Pepsi, guys. Step away. No. The tribe has spoken. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Terrible. Um, so, Rachel, you do bar workouts, right? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. When my foot isn't feeling so shitty. Okay, not everybody knows what that is. It's like it's like ballet, ballet thing, type right? exercises. So, all of these classes, especially in New York, classes, personal trainers, they are so competitive. So, they're all looking for ways to differentiate from each other. So, um, it, there's been a trend that's been catching on, and it, this is trainers and people who lead classes, and they're turning fitness classes into mouth-watering delights. Mouth-watering delights. And what they're doing is they're using terminology, they're using food and flavor and taste terminology to motivate their clients to do their very best body work. Is there any evidence that this works? Or no, any, this is, is it purely on... <laughs> a gambit to get more clients. So okay. they'll they'll say things like, let's get those hip sockets nice and juicy. I hate when people say that. They I've been to or, classes or, where they uh, do a that. Or there's a famous bar teacher who says, give me a real yummy squat. Oh, yummy. I was just about At to right, say so yummy. This is a real it's thing, a real right? thing. I okay. won't go to this one yoga class because she always says, like, make it feel yummy. This is the thing, right? I can't with it's it. It's very offensive. It's terrible. It's very <laughs> disgusting. So there are a few superstars. There are a few influencers in this. I'm one so of them glad is a you're fitness. Addressing <laughs> this is one of the most important. Right after the Mueller report, this is one of the most important issues of our day. <laughs> so there's this fitness instructor here in New York named Steph White, and she says it can get pretty redundant the classes, and people go on autopilot. But when you hear things like take a stop, take a scoop out of your belly, like an ice cream scoop, it gets more exciting. No, Instead it doesn't. Of, <laughs> okay, go on. It's it disgusting. <laughs> Instead of saying do crunches, I'll say carve out space between your hips like a Thanksgiving turkey. Your leg is the main course here, but your abs are the side dishes. I don't want to think so about that. I don't want to eat my own to... leg. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a Pilates instructor named Nawato Emajulu, and spicy is his signature word. He says, I literally use it 15 times in one class. He'll say, get some sriracha in your glute work. I don't mind that as much, honestly. Oh, really? Spicy you're like okay spicy with? Spicy is like kind of creative. Juicy it's... is a little like sexual. Juicy is too sexual, and yummy is just disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I don't want... What's a yummy squat? <laughs> It sounds like something Donald it's Trump would do in a hotel room in Moscow. <laughs> a yummy squat. A yummy, like, half moon pose. It's No, it's just not. No, this is a trend that needs to stop right now. Hopefully, the fact that we're talking about on This Week in Nope will cause a revolt in the yes, Peloton. We, the yoga community. Yoga community. Please. Pilates bar. No, no. Just shut down, shut down these juicy, spicy workouts. Just give us a regular workout. Just tell it like it is. We just want to work out and feel good about Stay ourselves. In your lane. You're not a chef. You're not a food writer. You're not Tom Kalicki or Padma Lakshmi. Just fucking work Keep out. Keep it in the kitchen. Yeah. No. No. Shut it down. <laughs> okay. This is my final item. Um, the biggest crisis in America right now um, is, of course, border security. Oh, right. Yeah. The crisis on our southern the border. The manufactured crisis. Yeah. Right. But the second, the second most. Uh, critical crisis in america right now is social security disability fraud oh right okay. this is people cheating social security with fake disabilities right there's fake everything there's fake voting and dead people voting and fake millions fake fake inauguration pictures fake Mueller reports okay and luckily yeah. donald trump has a plan to fix this. oh good just like oh, this alone, is the version of the he wall alone he alone can <laughs> fix it <laughs> 
So he has proposed a plan now. It seems to be moving forward for surveillance of disabled people to 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 monitor their social media profiles to make sure they're not too happy. Oh my god. No. This isn't even funny, right? If they're so if they're too happy, maybe we can save a few shekels by taking away their disability insurance. God forbid a disabled person should smile at a barbecue right. on on Facebook. <laughs> so if they're doing any physical activity, they risk losing their financial aid and their medical care. So there are so many problems with it. There was an amazing article by someone named Imani Barberin in Forbes. And this is her quote. I want to read it in full because it was a really great take on this. She goes, simply because disabled people are seen, as, are seen exercising, dancing, or shooting hoops does not mean that they have the ability to sustain that level all day. There are wheelchair users who can walk, people with cerebral palsy that can run, and amputees that are bionic. And it doesn't even matter. Even if they can or can't walk, you have no idea what's going this on in someone's fucking life. This is an invasion of privacy. This is Not like privacy. Like a how surveillance do you know? state. Also, people show their quote-unquote best life on social media. Nobody shows the like internal anguish that they have or their problems or their whatever whatever right. everyone problems. puts on a front on social media that's right and so anyway this is being framed as a national emergency really i had not heard about this this is devastating but you know like and the like the children at the border like everyone at the border he just picks on the most vulnerable, the most vulnerable people in people. society yeah trans right? people in the military these the, people are the not going to like or organize and protest this they're i mean if this happens half the shit he says is he's happen, such a happen. weak small coward like that this is who he chooses to pick on like know, if, let's pick on people with cerebral palsy great idea <laughs> This is, I mean, this is beyond the pale. This is so, like, no, a I bridge too last far. because it's not funny, it's, but it's I felt like I needed depressing. to say it. We, we, yes, I'm glad we're talking about this because it's not like there are just terrible things happening and that is what this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some of them make us laugh. This one did not. This one did not. <laughs> Please, for decency's sake, shut this down. Okay, now I'm actually depressed, not like funny depressed, so we need our yups more than ever. This is what people like most about the podcast, which yeah. is ironic. Like, people hate the nopes. They love the yups. They love the yups. Rachel, they... do you have a yup? Please I, have I a yup. I do have a yup. So, um, you know, it was really sad this week to see the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris burn down. We had to mention that, yeah. And we had to mention it. It's devastating. But in the aftermath of it, we saw one of France's most bitter rivalries <laughs> sort of uh, contribute to the public good. So there's a guy named Francois-Henri Pinot, and he runs uh, a company called Caring that used to be called the Gucci Group. It's a whole luxury conglomerate. And his bitter rival is Bernard Arnault, who owns LVMH, LVMH which yeah. is the competitor, which Louis Vuitton and Moet Hennessy. Okay, and so Arnault right after the fire said he pledged a hundred million euros. Oh, that's or, great. Or no, it was Pino who said he pledged a hundred million euros. And then a right, hundred million Pino bottles of Pinot Noir. <laughs> it was Pino. And then Arno said, you know what? I'm going to do 200 million oh. euros. So for once, the, the competition is benefiting the world. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I give it up to Pino and Arno. <laughs> it would be even better if they just didn't have these tax shelters and actually pay their taxes but it's nice to see them contributing they're to gonna the public all the money they can get here's my yup my yup goes to a technology innovation it's actually the flip side of the ones the the neurological ones we talked about scientists at scientists at tel aviv university where i actually studied for a little while have succeeded for the first time in creating a 3d printed heart what? human heart 
Wow. Yeah. It's actually made of human tissue. It's got vessels and collagen and biological molecules, and it doesn't function as a fully full heart yet, but each of the different individual functions work, and it's just a matter of time before they get them all to play nice and actually pump blood as an actual heart and oxygenate it or whatever heart does. There's only one problem with it before you get too excited, but I'm sure they'll overcome this, is that it's like the size of a pebble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it's like you know the the you know the poster for the inventor and oh for yeah Elizabeth Holmes, for Elizabeth Holmes with her the micro little, like micro her nanotainer nanotainer right exactly so it's a little like that there are pictures of that we'll link to it in the show notes but still like but still I remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about that restaurant in uh, Tokyo that was going to three D print sushi that's right this is so much of a better application that's right. of fuck the sushi <laughs> start focus on run hearts. those three D printers and start printing hearts <laughs> yes okay now. Now I feel a little bit better still. Wow, this has been... It's been really one of the worst weeks ever. This has like, been one of the worst weeks. There was there were no glimmers of light in this week, except for those two. <laughs> except for those right. two minor things. <laughs> well, we're getting so excited for the San Francisco show. This has been a terrible, terrible week. It's been so much fun to record this podcast, though. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. We're, we're everywhere. You know, people think we're only on Apple. No, we're on Spotify. We're everywhere we're you get your podcast. Overcast, Undercast, Dogcasts. Cat. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bird, monkey, yeah. cast everywhere, everywhere, every, cast, every, every possible place of, that they have podcasts. We are there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. This is. Oh wait, we forgot to tell you. Oh yeah, so, Rachel. The, for the first time in seventy four, seventy five episodes, you are going. To I'm going to be on vacation. Yes, and so we have somebody filling in for me. We, we toyed with the idea of canceling the episode. We're like, we cannot do that to our fans. We cannot. We must. The show must go on. The show must go on. And so we have a special guest host with me next week for the first time ever um, our finest living entertainer Glace Chase, Glace Chase who has been who is at our live show and has been a guest on the show and she is the perfect foil the perfect co-host she's going to be amazing us. I'm, I'm sort of bummed to miss it but it's going to be great out of this world so do not skip next week do, please please tune in thank you for listening this has been This Week in Nope the podcast where we shut it down why not be my new friend we got a lot